why I spend so much of my time making online content. We love you and we love your content. You don't need to con constantly push content to keep us happy, I understand. Growing the new audience is important, but you don't need to overwhelm yourself. Here's the thing. I find life miserable. I never feel comfortable in my own skin. I have a hard time finding joy and meaning in doing things, knowing that I will just forget I ever did them anyway, that each moment that I live, I'm not gonna remember it in a week's time, making it hard for me to attach significance to any particular moment. But the one thing that brings me joy, the one thing, chat, is making YouTube content, live streaming. Live streaming is so much in the moment that nothing else matters. I am not considering the grand scheme of the world in most cases while live streaming. And so none of those existential issues matter. I talked to TG about this. He doesn't understand why I like live streaming so much and recording so much of my life. And I say to him, because then it truly exists. It is a thing that I can look at weeks from now and say, hey, that's what I was doing at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Building up those numbers, building this channel, it feels real and significant. And getting all the feedback from people that they enjoy this thing that I'm doing in the world, especially even meeting them in person, is the one real joy I get out of life. Is that sad? A little bit, but it's, it's just how I cope with life. My particular issues with life chat should not be something that you uh, consider to be, you know, objective fact about life. You make your own meaning in life. That my brain is unable to bring me the simple joys and pleasures that other people seem to have, it's my problem. I got myself a 4090 graphics card and I paid $3,812 for a graphics card. You can buy a car for that kind of money. In USD, it's $2,400. So originally I was like, oh, I'll just buy one of the Founders Edition cards. And then I found out that they're not going to release them in Australia. And so I panicked and I was like, oh shit, I'm not going to be able to get a 4090. And I bought like all the pieces of a PC that are sitting downstairs and I'm not going to be able to build my PC with the new GPU. Oh no. So I contacted uh, Sebaco, Sabaco who helped me get a 3090 last time because he is a friend who works for NVIDIA. And I was like, hey, yo, man, can you get me one of those uh, the graphics cards? He's like, yeah, man, I gotta I'll help you out probably. Maybe a couple of weeks. Though. I'm like, oh, a couple of weeks? No. Then I realized it's only the Founders Edition cards that aren't coming to Australia. The third party ones are still coming. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just get one of those then. I'm sorry for bothering you and your friend. Nice dude to be willing to help me though. I end up getting an ASUS Strix RTX 4090 24 gigabyte overclock graphics card. I probably would have bought like a different brand and stuff, but the reason I bought this one was because it was one of the few models left. I saw a Jay's Two Cents video where he's like, yeah, this card's great, except there might be like an almost imperceptible whine that the card makes. And I'm like, he's like, oh, I just mentioned it. Like, it's, it, you can't even hear it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fuck it then. It's the only one I have available anyway, so who cares? And my PC is like 50 meters away from me. So hopefully it's not too loud. Am I going to upgrade to a 4090 Ti when it comes out? It was actually my list of rambles and I skipped over it. I thought they canceled the 4090 Ti. If it does come out, sure. It's a business thing, chat. No one has any reason to buy a 40 series card unless it's for business purposes. Anything that cuts down on my time doing anything is worth the price. The different impact music has on people. It's funny how some music can impact and touch people so strongly, but be entirely meaningless to other people. I was listening to Brendan Sanderson's podcast. So he mentions this band called Rush. 
must be a quite old band. And everyone, oh, from 1981. And everyone on the podcast, like, man, this band is so fucking good. It, it's made my life. Like, even after all these decades, it's still like my favorite song ever. And I listen to it. Like, I recognize that it's good. And I can definitely hear, like, what I associate with, like, 80s vocals. But it doesn't impact me at all. Rush was great, listen to him. So I see, like, yeah, some of you in chat like, yeah, man, this song banger. Me, it doesn't hit me. Like, when I listen to music, the songs that I like are those that make me feel something. Doesn't matter how good or bad the song is. I don't know anything about music or the, the technical stuff behind it. It's just, does it make me feel something or not? And I don't really feel anything listening to this. It could be the case that just because it's so foreign to the normal music that I listen to, like I have to like get into it, find the right song, but I just find that interesting. How some people can listen to a song once and it just like makes their world. Another person's like, yeah, this is, this is definitely music. Did you know people are different? Crazy. Ain't that weird? My largest donation. Largest donation? Sir Sonics? Gave a ridiculous amount of money at some point. Doesn't watch me anymore though. Doesn't even follow me. I think they're a Hassan viewer now. I mean, that's if they avoided the purge, I suppose, when Hassan banned all of our mutual viewers. Because that's what uh, what sane people do. Expanding who I verse in GTA Guesser. I don't challenge people on the basis of whether or not I'd beat them. I don't need it to be a close game. It just needs to be a thing where a person knows the map to some degree. There can be some discussion. It's a weird game to play because you don't want to entirely give it away but you want to have some conversation about it still, you know? GT Guesser versus Hugo 1. I think Hugo 1 is fine with me. We haven't talked in a real long time. And even when we were closer, we didn't talk all that much. I mean, we raided each other a few times. But yeah, Hugo is on the list of people. Because I say, there's a lot of people who were like on the short list of me to challenge, but none of them have webcams. I tried to do all the people with webcams first because it makes the most sense for the series. But now that I've done Gillie Master and it went quite well, I may as well now expand to other non-webcammed people. There's a surprising amount in the GTA community. I mean, whatever, probably gonna have to be like last because he doesn't have a webcam or a mic. He'd absolutely beat me. Of all the people who exist who will beat me in GTA Guesser, he is definitely one of them. But um, it would just be a very hard thing to do for a video. As much of respect as I have for the dude. Mr. Boss milking the GTA 6 leaks. I mean, how many viewers is Mr. Boss for the win uploaded now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That's nuts. He's still hanging on, man. Like, how does he do it to himself, man? His videos barely hit 100k. How does he maintain 9 million a month? Because he has like a bajillion videos, man. Same way I do it. Do I miss having roommates? Do I miss having roommates? Not at all. There are some weak moments where you think, man, I'm gonna get stabbed. I've heard a creak in my house. And you think roommate having roommates would help with that, but my roommates could have stabbed me. You never know. Why commentary channels rush to upload videos on new events? Which topic should I start with? Because, like, the Twitch stuff is old now. It's just, these topics, they've already been covered to death, so, like, not a lot of people are gonna click in specifically for them. You never wanna be the, uh last person to cover something. For example, I uh, just saw Sonny Evans release a video about um, GTA 6 hacker and stuff. It could be a great video, but it's just, uh, it was covered immediately by so many people. Likely not as well, but it's not gonna draw like a heap of people, you know? There's always someone 
But it's, uh, you know, there's a reason why everyone tries to get the story first, gets the scoop, gets the exclusive. It matters. People thinking I am bad at card games. RVN, I bought an inscription a while back because of your video on it. Couldn't watch all the misplays, but I guess it was a, a good marketing strategy. Most people said that, and I was like, but I felt really good at that game. I very rarely failed. Like, I thought I dominated it really well, but like people in chat in the comments were like, man, you suck at this game. What is wrong with you? Like, oh, I, nah, I think you guys are just hypercritical. Like, when you're playing by yourself, you can't see your misplays. Anyone else watching you would see those misplays and be like, oh, you misplayed, but you can't see them. So you think you're doing fucking amazing. Losing my blue ball percent world record again. At least two people have beaten my blue ball percent world record. So, so one is Sunny Uploads and another one is Poobarama. So what was Poobarama's time? I mean, he donated $5 once and said so. Sunny Upload was like, what, what, what? I don't know what time he got. I haven't seen the video because I've been away. Regardless, two people have beat it. As I say, I only did one successful run. The goal wasn't to have a world record to stand for the rest, rest of the time. It was to have a little funny video. You know, the video wouldn't have been as funny and I just kept doing it a bajillion times. Uh, I hope other people had fun with it. Trying spicy rum. I don't like rum, normally. But as I often say, I'm just trying anything right now. And Mitch got a spicy rum. I'm like, could a spicy rum be better than normal rum, which tastes awful? And it was. Honestly, it may have been better than a bourbon. Can large creators blow up smaller channels? I mean, speaking of supporting smaller channels, it isn't that I specifically support smaller channels. It is that if I see a video that I think is particularly cool, I'll tell you about it. I don't think that translates to a heap amount of views for that person. It's more that doesn't hurt them, helps them, doesn't help me. You know, I'm not gaining something from shouting out these people, but good stuff deserves recognition and helps out the person, helps you guys out because you got something to watch. And uh, yeah, it's every, everyone, everyone's good, you know. Put out positivity in the world as much as possible. Have you ever given anyone a shout out and they blew up in popularity? It doesn't really happen. Shout outs can just give people a little bit of a, a push. It's the algorithm that matters, you know. Like certainly I've uh, given people raids and stuff and given them some more viewers and, and whatnot, but it's not, you know, shout out isn't sufficient. In case I shouted someone out and he got over 100k subs, amen. Mr. Beast gave like three different people 100k subs and two of them abandoned their channels because they would just lose subs every single time they uploaded a video and they didn't increase their viewership. And the third one I think continued to putter along but said the experience in general was pretty negative. You need to naturally build an audience. If a big creator says, hey yo, all you sub to this person, a lot of people will, but it doesn't mean they like the content or watch it. If you know of that creator though, I'd like to look at their channel because I um, I want to make a video on that at one point. Don't think I ever will though. Like there's no way it has no impact. It's just, uh, you know, sustained collaboration is probably the best method for a large creator to uh, help a smaller one. Like with a greater guarantee of success. I need people to remember that subs don't matter. Yeah, what's that um, dude's name? Um, I'll show you his social blade. His name is Mischief, right? So here's the subs. So he goes, ah, ah. Uh, uh. He's, and now he's losing subs every month. This does nothing. He's now releasing videos for less than 10k views, whatever. So like, when, when did the thing happen? April. So six months ago, before Quantum TV, he was getting 10k views, a video here, a 20k there, 20k there. And we can skip forward here, and uh, 10k, 20k, the exact same. 
indistinguishable from general growth. Exactly. Does it depend on the content in the video or is it the person? It's that just because a person subscribes to you because of some controversy or because another big content creator says to doesn't mean that the people will stick around and or actually watch the videos that the person releases. I mean, because there's more 15k view videos here than they were six months ago, but we're looking at a modest increase in viewership. You can't make a person from an event like that because the quality of the person's content won't change. If their content wasn't algorithmically viable before the blow up, it won't be afterwards. And so your viewership won't increase all that much. Nearly all of Mr. Beast's shoutouts work out well for the content creator. No, specifically, we know for a fact they don't. Mr. Beast did an experiment where he literally got three random people, three random creators, and gave them all 100k subscribers. It was devastating for all three. Two abandoned their channels entirely and started a new channel. And the other one hangs on, but is still getting the same amount of views he was getting before the 100k subscribers. What determines whether or not a sh the shout out or whatever works is if the content is, person's content is already good. And in that case, they don't need the shout out. Usually what tends to happen is a person is already blowing up for some purpose and that's when they get noticed by a large content creator and the large content creator effectively takes credit for whatever's happening to the channel. Does YouTube give new creators room to succeed and my tips for success? I am frequently presented with videos from people who have like under 200 views in their videos and all those videos suck, all of them. YouTube 100% gives small creators a chance to grow and to be seen. But when you're a small creator, the space available for you is very competitive. Like YouTube probably allocates, let's say 10% of their impressions to like the bottom 90% of creators. So you're only gonna get a few people clicking on your videos. And if you aren't getting like 100% of those people watching, the algorithm's not gonna think you're, you got a good video on your hands, right? Your video has to be pretty fucking impressive to be able to capture like the random people at like 2 a.m. like, oh, what's this fucking thing? Oh, it's garbage, click off, you know? But the problem with that is people who are small creators don't know how to make quick, engaging videos. Everyone, when they first started out, was shit. It's just how it is. But what a lot of content creators who are small don't realize is you can't get big or get successful doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. You can't be the hundredth person to talk about X video game. I was talking to a small content creator recently. I said to him like, look, when you make a video, think who is gonna be clicking this video and why? Would you click this video if it, you were shown the thumbnail and title if you didn't know who made it? Don't try to make videos for your audience. You're, you think you've got an audience when you have 300 subscribers. You don't have an audience, no one cares. Never make videos for your audience. You're making a video for the general population that exists who have no idea who you are. And like every content creator should be thinking of that all the time. Like how I make my video as appealing as possible to the a, a wide variety of people. My rambles, for example, for the longest time were just filler and they were made just for people who know me. But now I do my best to make them a little bit more broadly appealing with the thumbnail and uh, the voice when I do the topics and stuff and all that jazz. The hardest thing about being a smaller content creator is you have no idea all the things you're doing wrong. And I know that because I didn't know all the things I was doing wrong when I was a small content creator. We all start shit, but some of us are lucky enough to stick around long enough to develop the skills, to figure out what we're doing wrong and stumble across things that happen to work and get enough of an audience that we can keep going and, and learn to be better content creators. 
I've, I've just been presented because when I look for editors, people will often show me their channels and I look at them and go, this person will never make it. They will never get anywhere doing what they're doing right now if they just keep doing it. I will see people for, the, for years doing the same things, never get, getting there, but never breaking out. Because a lot of people make videos for themselves, things that they want to make. They, the, the voice, they want to throw out their opinions about stuff, things that they're passionate about, but they don't really think about how to package that for an audience. They're like, well, if I guess an audience, cool. But you can make things you're passionate about, things that you love, because that's the best stuff to make really. But with just a few small changes, thinking about who you're appealing to, you can change your content in small, subtle ways to actually build an audience. Tips for video editing on YouTube. Do not waste people's time. Anytime where you stop and say, hey, I'd like to give a shout out to, I'd like to give a thanks to, hey, so like two months ago, guys, I made this video, scrap all that shit. Your video that you just released right now should be in of itself a bubble. Nothing else, well, I'm doing a square bit, no, nothing else exists outside of it. It should be a perfect package that any person who watches it will immediately be able to understand everything that's going on without having their time wasted. No, you can make 30 minute long videos. It just all ha has to be engaging. You can't spend five minutes building up before you get to the premise that's answered in your title. You've got to have a hard hitting title that as many people as possible are going to be interested when they read it to see what's going on in the video. Something that um, uh, leaves a question unanswered or suggests something is interesting in the video. And then you've got to immediately jump as quickly as possible into paying off the title in an engaging way. It's tough. It is tough. I get videos from people that I can look at and go, this person can edit, but they don't understand how to make YouTube videos. But the scene selection makes no sense. They've picked scenes because they personally enjoyed them because they were there in the moment, not because they're going to be appealing to a wider audience. And it's just, you know, what's the best way to build up a portfolio of edited work? Usually making videos yourself on a YouTube channel, I suppose. Pick an idea, write a script, make a video. To use an example of what I just talked about, there's a video game called Tunic that I really like. And I was introduced to two sub 400 subscriber channels because they were the only two channels that I found that were making lore videos about Tunic. Tunic, not a super successful game. That's why that niche existed and some huge channel didn't do it. But um, that's just an example. How do you achieve success on the level of Mr. Beast? So the pathways to success that you end up usually getting are things that you luck into because prior to your success, you don't generally know how to be successful. You don't have the tools or the skills or that jazz, especially to have monumental success in the order of many millions of dollars, right? Mr. Beast was fortunate enough that the random thing that he tried was spectacle. It is not possible with GT5 speedrunning to be as successful as Mr. Beast. It's not possible. There's just not enough an audience for it. Um, Mr. Beast, the thing that worked for him in the end was spectacle and spectacle is you know, liked by millions upon millions of people. It has a, a lot more legs than a kind of niche category of success like I have. And I've uh, you know, expanded beyond the initial area that I gained my success. But I can't rapidly expand far away from it without taking upon risk. And uh, it'd be sort of silly to give up more easily obtainable success in the hopes of achieving greater success that I may not be able to get, you know? The, the risk versus reward of abandoning my smaller niche area of success is just not worth it. Cool, Mr. Beast did is he succeeded once with Spectacle, then he went a little bit bigger, succeeded again, and went bigger and slightly bigger and slightly bigger and slightly bigger, and he had the advantage of existing prior to Mr. Beast. <laughs> In the same way, 
It's easier to become Amazon before Amazon exists. It's easier to become Mr. Beast before Mr. Beast exists. At least to some degree. Because certainly, once someone has done something, it makes it easier to mimic them and get a portion of their success. Because there are a lot of Mr. Beast clones. None of them as successful as Mr. Beast. But still, pretty damn successful, you know? YouTube is so weird that just because something worked out for one person in a particular circumstance doesn't mean it'll work out for another person in another circumstance. I mean, that's not just YouTube, though. It's life in general. No two people have the exact same variables impacting them at any given time. Two identical twins in the same town who've been joined at the hands the entire time are still not identical in every variable that's impacting them. And so if you try to model your success after another person doing everything that they did, it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Because you're, you're never going to be doing it in the exact same circumstances that they did. The variables outside their control that just happened to go just right are not necessarily going to be the same ones uh, that, you're, that, that, that you need to go your way, you know? Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.